Hello and welcome to your weekly roundup of all things electric from the team at electrifying.com. This week, ridiculous indicator sounds. Has the Land Rover finally made it to the party? And the perfect Christmas gift for any electric car driver. Welcome to the Kilowatt Half Hour. I'm Ginny Buckley. I'm Nicola Hume. I'm Mike Askew. And I'm Tom Barnard and didn't get their memo about the Santa hats. Quite frankly, Tom, I think you look ridiculous not wearing one. I'm, I'm more than happy to take mine off just yeah. to kind of so you're not alone because it, yeah. it's yeah. itchy. I'm getting really itchy under there. Ah, so, yeah, a festive edition. Uh, the only festive thing about it is the fact that we've all had two mini mince pies and we're wearing, well, some of us are wearing Santa hats, but we thought because it is the festive edition, we'd treat you to four of us instead of the usual three. So, what have we all been doing? What's been going on? Should we kick off with something festive? Anything festive to tell us, anyone? Tom, anything festive? Well, we put up a story today, which um, I think is the perfect gift for electric car drivers who are coming to visit Mm -hmm. you over Christmas, which is to offer them a charge. Because you have this kind of awkward situation, don't you, where you're going to go and drive and see your gran, and it might be that you can't get home again without stopping for a charge. And if you could just plug in there, it would save you the bother. So I think that if you kind of get around the awkwardness just by offering it, if you've got someone coming with an electric car, say, do you want to plug in? And it won't cost you as much as you think. So I reckon that if you're there for eight hours on a three-pin granny plug, it's going to cost about £4.50. And one of those little boxes of Ferrero Rocher costs six quid, and you'd happily offer someone a few Ferrero Rocher. So just offer them an electric car charge, and um, I think it will get around that awkwardness. So that's my top tip. If you've got people coming and they've got an electric car, give them a plug. A socket instead of socks. He's definitely socket's instead of socks. I like that a lot. We've done this. We've talked about this before on the pod, haven't we? We've sort of said there is that really weird thing about, um, I think it was a B&B, an Airbnb owner um, who would like reckon she's, you know, electric car drivers have sort of effectively stolen thousands of pounds worth of electricity from her over the years by charging their cars up. And it is when when there were loads of really cheap tariffs around, kind of didn't matter as much, did it? But now, of course, electricity is so much more. Um, it is a difficult one, isn't it? That whole kind of thing of, you know, you'd never go and fill somebody, fill your car up from somebody's petrol pump if they had one at their home, would they? Which would be ridiculous, I know. But you know where I'm going with this, don't you? I don't know. Would you be offended by me coming to your house, Nicola, and charging my car up? I mean, to be honest, I've had I've had a couple of friends come around and visit where we've offered and we said, if you want to plug in your car, that's absolutely fine. We we do have a home wall box anyway. Um, so yeah, if you do come around, I'll let you I'll let you plug huh. in. Um, but you will be buying the takeaway that night. I think that's the only fair fair way to do it. It's, it's yeah, take a of... bottle of wine. Take a bottle yeah, of wine or something, exactly. or a box of chocolates. And it covers the price. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like. Yeah, we like that one. That's good. Um, so, what else has been going on? Anything caught your eye in the news, uh, Ms. Hume, over the past week? Oh well, can I first of all say um, yesterday I experienced. The famous Jeep Avenger indicator for the very ah. Did you like it? It's good, isn't it? It's such a vibe. Like I feel like with every with every time I'm turning, I feel like I'm having a little rave up with every turn. It's like a. It, it basically beatboxes, doesn't it? 
it is really what it does and and it's it's as you say it's very distinctive um it it won um the the jeep avenger won our um urban car of the year for 2024 but i, mm. I don't know you have you awarded your indicator um favorite indicator sound of the year yet nicola well here's this be a contender for me the clear winner has always been the polestar too Mm-hmm. Um, however, the Jeep Avenger has come along, and I feel like it's a really, really tough call. But yeah, I think the Jeep Avenger has won it. Yay! <laughs> we need to add that to the electrifying awards list for next year. Best, <laughs> but because it's just every time you click in it, it's just so good. I'll tell you what I'll do. The video that I sent to our um, our WhatsApp group, I'll post it on uh, the Electrifying Instagram account um, so that you can hear it for yourself. Well, it's basically just a video of me sitting in the car, just completely vibing. Which, so I think cool. is, which is, I think is exactly what I did with it when I first drove the car and filmed it. I did a, a first drive review with it and it was literally like, oh my God, I think I sent it you. I was like, she's going to love the indicator. And then... <laughs> And then Manas, our lovely head of production, like became a, a human beatbox for me. So it's, it's very fun. It's so good. It's so good. It's also a good car. I think it's a really good all-round car. And I think what Jeep is doing, actually, that brings us neatly into Land Rover, doesn't it? Because Land Rover this week um, have kind of finally shown what their electric future might look like. We're not allowed to call them Land Rover anymore, are we? No. We've got to call them Range Rover, haven't we now? Is that is that yeah. right? What do we call yes. them these it's days, Tom? Yeah, I think yeah, it's Range Rover. I think Land Rover's the umbrella brand, isn't it? <gasps> yeah. Yes. So confusing, isn't it? So Range Rover has um, finally got to the party. Well, kind of, because they haven't really shown us an electric car, but they've shown us a, a teaser. Like was it was it a picture of an in, of a like a wheel hub and a bit of green stuff and a charging port? Yeah, the, the the front grill. I think that that was kind of it. So yeah, I've got I've got it up here. It is over on electrifying.com If you didn't see the story, it's in the news, and they've literally shown like a charging port, and and I think yeah, that's probably and and then a sort of yeah slight little bit of a a rear tailgate, and that's that. That's all you've got. But I mean, it's good that they are finally getting with it because you know you look at what other brands are doing like jeep with that reinvention with avenger look at what rivian are doing in the us whether rivian's a viable business or not is of course another conversation but there are other brands out there that are doing you know really exciting things kia with the ev9 when i drove that for the first time i thought that that was a car that land rover should have made so it is kind of nice to see that they're actually making some uh, some moves in that direction what do you reckon yeah, I'm really looking forward to that car. I, I love Range Rovers. I just like being up high. I like the the way they, you know, you'll get home in a Range Rover. But of do course you? They, really? <laughs> do oh, that's true. Do, yeah. do you want, what if it doesn't have electrical problems? That's, I think that is debatable. <laughs> that's the bravest statement I've ever. Never, I've never had one break down on me. <laughs> wow. Well, I, let, let us know in the comments below if you or somebody you know has had a Land Rover, Range Rover, or any of those cars break down on you because. Yeah, as a as a consumer journalist who's done quite a lot of stuff on on uh, reports for various TV programs over the years, there's been an awful lot about Land Rover breakdowns. Yes, awful lot. I've so. never had one breakdown on me, and I've owned probably double <laughs> figures. But I know what you mean that they do have a reputation. <laughs> they but, do. Uh, they do. 
I don't know, because we're not even going to see it until the end of 2024. And of course, it's going to be super expensive. Not much, not much news on it other than it's going to have um, 800 volt architecture. So it will have obviously, you know, but, but this, if you were telling me this 18 months ago, we'd have been like, oh, that's great. But now it's just like, well, of course it would have that. Why yeah. wouldn't it? It's yeah. just what you expect. Mm-hmm. So there is a part of me that worries that it is going to be too little too late for them. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people will buy it, but I don't know. Um, and how are they ever going to get around the weight as well? Because they're saying it's going to have full off-road capability. It's not going to have any limitations. Because I know that that has been the big challenge that Land Rover has been struggling with, with getting an EV to market, has been getting the weight down. I don't know if any of you have heard that one. Yeah, I have. I mean, the, the EV9, which I drove uh, a couple of weeks ago, and the weight of that is 2,700 kilograms. Mm-hmm. So then you think it's a seven-seater. So you put seven people in it and, I don't know, mm-hmm. a kayak on the, the roof and a trailer and something, and suddenly you're getting quite close to the three-and-a-half-ton limit where you'd have to have a special license. Yeah. Um, so I know they've taken things off the EV9 to keep the weight down, like air suspension. So yeah. I don't know. If you've got a Range Rover and it has got air suspension, it's got all that. Well, how are they going to do it? I don't know. That's been very clever. This is the the challenge they've been grappling with. And I don't know about you, you, because we haven't really talked much about um, uh, uh, the fact we've both driven the EV9 now, but I think it drives really well. And I do not think that is a car that feels that it's got as much weight as it has because as you said it is a heavy car but i don't think you feel that way they've been very clever in the uh, in how they've set that car up they have it's it's a very refined car and as you say it's something that does feel quite land rovery in in how it drives but it has steel springs so you can't do things like pump up the suspension and if you load it up it will sink down at the back and the other thing <laughs> is that if you if you drive it fast it feels more like a Discovery than a Range Rover Sport, if you know what I mean. So it starts to just kind of wallow about a little if you try and be a bit key. But that's it's a seven-seater. You shouldn't really be doing that anyway. But uh, it doesn't have that kind of all-round ability that you'd expect from a car which has clever suspension. I think it, I think it's good for the job that it's for, though. You mm. know, you're not buying that car to go very, very fast in. You're buying that car because no. you will probably have a big family and have lots of kids to carry around and their stuff. And for that kind of job, it's it's a really brilliant, um, really brilliant car. I think. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, what have you been up to? What's uh, what's caught your eye this week? Well, I've, I've been driving the uh, Descomatic 3000 for the past week. I haven't had any. Any exciting drives other than up to London? See you guys last year, but last week, um, one of the stories that caught my eye was actually sort of happened sort of last week. We didn't get a lot of pickup from various places, but Stellantis are running a trial scheme in Milan for swappable batteries. Um, and you kind of thought that was maybe only Neo that were going to get involved in that, but Stellantis reckon they can mm-hmm. build a battery charge, a battery swap hub in three days from scratch. And they're doing a fleet of 100 yeah. 5500Es in Milan. Uh, it's going to be subscription-based only. Um, and it's to address the old kind of range anxiety thing, which, I don't know, it feels to me that some, that's something that affects people that affects people who don't have electric cars. Maybe that's just a way of getting people in. I don't know. But, I mean, we've really? all got – we we all get and drive them. And, we, and I don't know what you think, but I charged the Ionic 5 up in 20 minutes last week, coming back from London from 10 to 80%. And I'm sure I've been waiting longer yeah. in a charge, I went... a battery swap place. So yeah, it doesn't really appeal to me. But I'd be interested to know from people who are thinking about switching whether that that is a thing that they will be interested in. Or does it just seem like a complete faff? And can I also take uh, this moment to point out that Stellantis is also a company that think another good idea is to sell the Vauxhall Corsa for the same price as a as a Tesla Model Three. 
<laughs> you know, they undoubtedly have some very good ideas. I'm personally not sure which which basket this is going to fall into. So do let us know in the comments below. But yeah, I, going back to that question about range anxiety, I really don't think, I do think range anxiety is a thing that that is that, that affects you when you haven't lived with electric for a while. Because I did Manchester and back in in the day um, last week for a series of meetings that I had to do up there. And, you know, it, I'm sort of just outside London. It's a long old journey up there. Absolutely no hassle. Just didn't even, it just wasn't a challenge at all. It was easy. I needed to stop. So I stopped near Manchester, literally used the loo, grabbed some, um, grabbed a coffee. And I used um, the Tesla superchargers that were opened, which are brilliant, which are incidentally are at the Trafford Centre near Manchester. If anybody's heading up there, they are absolutely great. So use one of those, completely then fully charged, did what I needed to do in Manchester and then drove home on a full charge. Easy. Yeah. I think no I think it's I think yeah, it's charger think, think anxiety, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. It's it's not so much the range; it's the, it's the fact that sometimes when you pull up to a service station, you can't guarantee that they're going to be working or they'll be working at the speed that you want them to. But I have, but I have found since being fully electric, since driving the GV60 every day, um, that I'm getting to. I'd say pretty much every service station I've been to so far has worked and been very good and there's been more than enough I haven't had to queue because there's so many more charges popping up mm-hmm. and they've all been working at speed and by the time I've plugged in gone in for a wee grabbed a snack or whatever come back out again that's more than enough for me to carry on the journey so I, I was that person that had the range anxiety I was that person with the charger anxiety as well but so but so far it's been pretty good mm-hmm. Right. So here's a question for the three of you on charging. So I was in a, was in a meeting having a conversation with somebody very senior who basically runs a large charging network, which is all I'm going to give you. I'm not okay. going to say which one. Now, within their network are, are older units. So obviously the focus now is on newer units that, that are um, more highly powered, getting those in the right place. But some of these older units, they're often the ones that we have the issues with, right? Because they maybe, you know, haven't been kept up the right way. In some places, they don't always own the land that the units are on because things might have been sold over the years. And the conversation was, should they, and they're considering, rip out all those older units, which, of course, will reduce the number of charges that are out there. But by getting rid of some of those historic legacy chargers that are much slower, that are often in places that, you know, we talk about them stuck in the corner of a car park and, you know, there's nowhere to shelter from the elements because that's just how a lot of the charging infrastructure sprung up. Is there a case to be made to just literally get rid of a lot of that infrastructure, that stuff that has been around for a long time now, even though it would reduce the overall number of chargers? So what do you all think, yay or nay to that one? You're talking about sort of DC 50 kilowatt chargers rather than the sort of seven point. We're talking about the DC 50s and then maybe even some of the slower ones, you know, some of maybe the 22s that just have been around for a long time. Yeah, well, I, I think 22s still have a place. I mean, if you could replace yeah. one of those old clunky 22, uh, 50 kilowatt DCs with a two 22 kilowatt ACs, I think, because they're, they're, they're like at restaurants and pubs and in those sorts of dark corners, it's fine if you just want to stay around for an hour and have a meal. 
I, I think the argument is that they're often the ones that are, for whatever reason, the ones that don't get the love and the TLC, yeah. and they're often the ones that don't work. And they're the ones that are giving a lot a lot of the time the network, the, the general charging network, the bad rap, because mm. those are generally, you go and find the 50s, and for, I don't know about you, but invariably they're the ones that don't work. Mm. I don't know. I, think, I, I thought think, it was... Well, I, yeah. I think AC charges are much more reliable, aren't they? So they're much simpler yeah. to, they don't need as much maintenance. So perhaps that's the answer. Use those for 222 kilowatts rather than 150 kilowatt. And then you're doubling the amount of, of charge points. Okay, it takes twice as long to charge, but I, th- I think that's the future. Yeah. Don't know. What would you, what would you do, Mike? Well, I think you're right. And if we're talking about the image side of it, which I think we are as much as anything else, aren't we? Because um, yeah. there's a, in my local Sainsbury's, there's six pod point chargers that were all put in at the time the store was built, which was about 10 years ago. Not a single one of them works now. And they've all got a horrible piece of laminated yep. plastic on it saying pod point, um, charging point not working on every single one of them. So if you walk past those every every time you go for a shop, yeah. you're not going to buy an electric car because you think these are none of these work. None of these work, you know. So why, why would yeah. I even trust? And it's, and it's an image thing. You might as well just rip those out. If you're not going to look after them, it's obviously some contract that's come to an end with Sainsbury's and Podpoint. Yeah. And no one's bothered to kind of, you know, there's no, no SLA agreement on it. So they're just broken. So yeah, get rid of them because they just give yeah. a bad image. I mean, around the corner, there's a new that Audi was, and it's got twice yeah. the number and they all work. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was my my sort of thought was just get rid of all those old legacy ones. Mm. And if you can't replace them with something that is more modern and up to date and works for whatever reason, you know, maybe the power outputs aren't the right output. Maybe, I, I don't know, the landers ch- ownership mm. of the landers change. Just get rid of them all because they are, yep. they're, they're a bad rap. I just want to um, get something out of the way, if I may. I want to clear something up that I should, we should probably start the podcast with. We'll do it now. We have a video, Nicola, that went live um, a few days ago, and it's us testing the Tesla Model 3 and the, uh, and the BYD <laughs> I know where this is going. seal, which is doing really well. Um, great numbers. Really good comments on that. But I do just want to uh, raise something that I'm just going to play this for you. Oh. I was gonna play that for you. Let me just try this again, caller. Let me just play something for you. This is such an interesting testicles. I do not say, as much as it might sound like it, what I'm saying there is test to call. It It totally sounds like testicle. It really sounds like, it does. And I can't blame anyone for commenting (laughs) saying, you have me a testicle. They were (laughs) so funny seeing the comments. Testicle, (laughs) testicle. My diction needs work. I think we can establish that my diction needs work. I didn't even clock it stood next to you until I spotted the comments and then I suddenly went, oh yeah, it does. And now that's all I can hear. The worst thing is that I signed the video off and didn't (laughs) even notice it. Because in my mind, I was thinking, oh yeah, interesting testicle. I know that's what I said. (laughs) And then, oh no, that's not what it sounded like. So just if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, please do feel free, head over there, watch it, give yourself a laugh. Um, we're obviously we're not doing a group test on testicles we were doing a twin test oh a twin test on testicles sorry (laughs) we were doing a twin test and we were talking about the fact that it was going to be a tough testicle testicle what sorry testicle right okay cool just testicle (laughs) (laughs) should we move on (laughs) you dropped the ball there Ginny 
Oh, no. Is it time for the post bag? Did we have any comments on that in the post bag, postman, postman Mike? It's a bit early for that, but I'm sure we've we will got if one we point more, people. We've still got one more story before we hit into the post bag. Save, I know. I did save, just wonder if anybody commented. because No, not, not yet. Save us, Nic- save us, Nicola. All right, all right, all right. I'll save you. I'll save you. Did you see, we have to say, a very sad farewell to two legendary EVs? Well, one quirky legendary EV and one very legendary EV. We are saying goodbye to the Renault Zoe and we are saying goodbye to the Honda E. What are our thoughts and feelings on that? So so the Zoe is, they're not taking orders anymore. They're going to stop from March 2024 and they're saying... Um, that it's basically going to be replaced by the Renault 5, but that's not coming for a long time yet. But the Zoe was legendary. When when mm. EVs first started coming about, the Zoe came along and everyone went, oh, great. And this lovely little car come along, cracking little thing. I really like the Zoe. It's going to be sad to see that go. Um, oh, I'm not remotely sad to see either of them go, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, I think Ginny. I, Ginny. I think Zoe has a time and a place and it needs to learn now that it, it's not of this time and place anymore. There is no doubt we owe the Zoe a great debt of thanks because it got lots of people into um, electric cars. I also think it confused the hell out of lots of people with that whole idea of did you own the battery? Did you not own it? What did yeah. that mean? What happened when you sold it? Mm-hmm. So I think it created a whole like, area of uncertainty around electric car ownership that, quite frankly, we didn't need. And the Honda E, I mean, yes, it was cute, but it was also the most ridiculously overdone car. Yeah. It, was just tr- it just tried too hard, and it also had the most unusable range. Yeah. So no, I'm 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 not shedding a tear. And so Sorry. expensive. But what it means so that Honda, that Honda now just have the E N Y one. That's that's the, the Ernie. You mean the, the Ernie. Ernie? Yeah, the Ernie. We yeah. call it the Ernie. All they've got is the Ernie now, which is a bit of a shame, isn't it? They need to up their game a bit. But. Oh, I think this opens a whole another load of conversations, doesn't it? About you know, is there a future for Honda? Like. Like, mm-hmm. who's, are we going to see, you know, I talk a lot about the Kodaks of the car world. You know, Honda, what, what are they doing? Mm. Is there a future for them? You know, are they, are they going to be able to stay relevant and, and survive all the change that's coming? Anyway, that's another podcast. Um, are any of you sad? To, what about you, Nicola? Are you sad to see them go? I'm not, well, I'm not really sad to see the Zoe go. Um, I mean, it's, it's sad in terms of, EVs as a collective, so it's like, ah, oh, end of an era kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the Honda E. Um, it was yes, expensive, yes, stupid range. It was quirky. There was a random fish tank you could have in there. And it, felt, it felt like the Honda E, for me, always felt like it would feel at home if it had a cassette player. Like they did the kind of retro <laughs> thing really nicely. And it's the only, only car yeah. that I am happy to have wing cameras instead of wing mirrors the only one all of the others i can't stand them but i think they work in the honda e so they're the only the only brand the only car that i think got that right apart from that yeah yeah we'll be sad to see it go i reckon yeah okay mike tom are you shedding a tear yeah i'm I'm a little sad to go to be honest with you because anything that's kind of the entry level gets people into electric cars if, if it removes that there's two cars been removed from that. i know neither of them were particularly cheap but you know from the point of view there's on the used market zoe's a quite good value now so i think maybe if you go out of production that will kind of lower 
use values for those, which will make them a little bit more um, accessible for people. And a lot of them are all battery bought now, and mm-hmm. you can buy the battery from from Renault. So it does make a lot more sense. Um, but yeah, and I, but it's quite a gap from the from the Zoe going to the Renault Five coming in. Is often you know when when manufacturers tend to change things, there's usually a crossover. You know, one model will run out while a new one comes in. And there's quite a big gap. There's going to be sort of almost a year's gap mm-hmm. between one ending and, and the other. Kind of. I'm, I'm hugely excited about the Renault 5 coming. So obviously they're so confident about it. They think oh. they can just, you know, whatever they're making or not making yeah. on the Zoe is irrelevant. They're just going to concentrate on the 5. And that's going to be a, re, a rethinking of the, of the brand, really. So, yeah. I think we're going to have to have an arm wrestle fight to decide who goes to get the first look at the 5. <laughs> Yeah, because I know, like, put your hands up if you want to be the first to go and look at the five. Mike, we're just all, it's just like, it's one of those cars that is so exciting. Hmm. You know, it's your double, double hand. (laughs) Maybe we can, we could all go. Can we just bring everyone? We'll drive there. I think that's cool. We could do that. Just just tell Jim we're all coming. um, Are you sad? Yeah. Are you sad to see them go, Tom? Well, yeah, I, um, as regular listeners will know, we're looking at changing our beloved old Leaf. And so I've been looking at the second-hand market for electric cars and saying, right, well, this is about the right price. And you think, well, does this work? Does this work? And I looked at Honda E because I think it's quite – I think it's a future classic, personally. I know I've spent hours at a charger waiting for it to get charged up because it won't get home because it only does 90 miles when it's cold. But I still quite like it, and it would almost work for us. But they hold their money. So, uh, yeah, so like a, a, a Honda E will be the cheapest I found was £18,000. And then the equivalent Mini with the same age and mileage is like twelve, And the Mazda Whoa. MX-30 is eleven. Wow. I mean, it's a real, real difference. I mean, of course, they're more expensive to buy at the end. They were like thirty-eight grand, I think, for a Honda E. Yeah. But when it first came out, they were, I think they were eligible for the grant. So they were sort of 26, wow. 27, I think, from memory. Wow. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, I'm just, looking over on, um, I'm just looking over at electrifying.com, where, of course, you can peruse a whole host of many, many thousands of used electric cars. They're expensive, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, you'd expect that uh, cars of that age would now be 10, 12 grand, and they're not. The rivals yeah. are, minis are, but no. Zoe's a tricky one. I mean, it got, to, it got a bit of a bad reputation at the end, didn't it, for that end cap thing? Mm. Oh, yeah. Because they, yeah. they took off an airbag without telling anyone and NCAP crashed it. And the, was it zero one stars they gave it? And that's zero. Zero. Renault had a reputation yeah, for safety. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, you don't want to be putting your family in a car with zero stars. Yeah, it was, became only the third car, I think, in uh, NCAP's history to get a zero rating. And if you do know what the other two are, let us know in the comments below. There's a Christmas Day quiz question for you all. There nice. you go. But <laughs> right, is it time for the Christmas post bag? Come on. Come on, oh Postman Mike. What have we had this week? It's, it's a, there's a we do big... the jing- Should we do the jingle? No. Ready? No, no. somebody complained about the jingle, oh. so let's not Postman do it. Postman Mike, Postman <laughs> Mike, Postman Mike and his electric bike. No? Yeah, that's fine. That's all good. Um, yeah. Yeah. it's a bulging like post bag it. this week it's been absolutely <laughs> mad this week it's been really good so thank you so much for commenting if you're wondering what we're talking about and you listen to this on a podcast app on the bottom of our youtube video of this podcast we have a comment section we encourage people to write in and complain or agree or do whatever you like so first things first nicola you owe anthony stevens a new keyboard do you want to know why 
Why? What did I do? Well, your titter you not comment, this is his words, uh, about the smart hashtag three and the fact that you have to press the A-hole in the badge to access the rear. Uh, very, really, very nearly wrecked his computer because he was drinking a mug of tea at the time. So <laughs> you don't mind well, saying that. Key... So we can talk about it a little bit. <laughs> that, was, that was Tom went to go and drive that and he came back and we spoke to each other and then we were talking about it. And I was like, oh, you should have put that in. You should have said I, I'm it. Kicking it myself. I wish I'd have thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, uh, should we explain that? We did. We, we did last week. Yeah. Podcast, that you have we to did press explain. The yeah. 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 yeah, we explained. Uh, it on, almost on the, is better without the explanation. It is, I yeah. think. If yeah. you, if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to listen to last week's. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Um, on the yeah. subject of Nicola being correct, a uh, few of these actually this week. Uh, yes, special Cirques says um, Nicola is correct. Um, the hashtag is called a pound sign in the US for weight and mass and on phones. Yeah. And pottery for life also said yes. Hashtag equals pound in the US, um, and on the same on the same subject yeah. as the smart hashtag one, which we spoke about because I'd driven it uh, the week before. Eddie Blanchard um, says he's bought one. He, he was he was he was oh, tossing yeah. up between the, the two. Um, he was trying to work out whether he was going to have an EX30 or a smart hashtag one. He chose the smart. Um, he said regarding the attention sensor on the hashtag one, I've had mine for six months now, and it started off being really annoyed by it as I did, but it settled down. It rarely seems to go off now. Um, it chose the um, smart hashtag one over an EX30 because it had a bit more room in it. Um, and if it specced it up like for like, the EX30 would have been four grand more, three or four grand more. So that's why he chose that. I was just going to say, I wonder if the sensor not going off as often now because it's settled down is just because you're now changing the way that you drive. You don't even realize you're doing it. You've changed the way that you drive. You change the way that you look. You change the way that you hold the steering wheel to stop the sensors from beeping. So now you might drive differently, which yeah. is why the sensors aren't going off. Mm-hmm. Now, well, on the launch, they said that they were doing over-the-air updates to make things less irritating. So I think, wow. I mean, this is an amazing well, is technology. That's probably it, you don't even have to take it to a dealer now. It just, you wake up in the morning and it's less annoying. Oh, okay. Do you know if, they, you know if they've done an over-the-air update to get rid of the fox? No, fox is still there. And can well, you ask? Is it was it was it Eddie Edward? Who was that? That who was that lovely person? Was that? Well, the last one, Ad. Ad. Yeah. Ad. 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 Sorry, Ad. Okay, sorry, sorry, Ad for for um yeah calling you Eddie. Um, Ad, I would love to know if um if you're finding the fox any less irritating. Because the fox really drives me mad. So comment again. Let us know. Have you learned to love the fox? It's um, <laughs> it's not on the hashtag three, of course. The fox. It's not. What, it? Sorry. It's not on the hashtag three. Really? It's a cheetah. Um, it's a cheetah. Oh, a cheetah. Sits there licking its paws when it's <laughs> not doing okay. anything. Should we move on now? Yeah, sorry, let's move no, on. No. Um, Ginny, last last week you asked our lovely uh, listeners uh, for game changing ideas and stuff they think would make a difference uh, to their to their lives with electric cars, and we've, it's been great. We've had a lot of responses. Um, Andrea Balani has messaged us from Italy. Isn't isn't the internet wonderful? All the way from Italy, he, he messaged us. So, ciao, Andrea. Uh, grazie per ascoltando e per le tue parole gentile. Do you want? Do you want to join in? No? Okay. He said, Mike uh, is the fluent Italian speaker on the team. <laughs> <I disagree. laughs> what, Not what fluent. What did you say? Uh, um, I said, thank you for listening and for your kind words. So I didn't stitch you all up. No. Don't worry. That's fine. Um, he said um, he said that um, the game change for EV will be, which a few people have said, vehicle to grid and vehicle to house. 
Um, he said in Italy, yeah. you can't do it. It's illegal at the moment. But um, vehicle to house or vehicle to grid would be a huge difference. And the flying twiglet also comments on the same the same thing. I can't, I don't know what language the flying <laughs> twiglet speaks. So I assume it's only English. Um, it. He says, we need to get um, CCS vehicle to grid a standard ASAP. He's got some battery storage, but he's also got, like a lot of people have, you know, mm. I've got 100 kilowatt hours of storage sitting on the driveway, which isn't doing anything. I'd like to charge that up at night, mm. a cheap rate, and then run my house off it. But the technology doesn't yeah. exist yet. It always seems to be, oh, it's around the corner. It's coming. It's not, It's soon. The cars are getting ready for it now. I know Volkswagen's done an awful lot of work in terms yeah. of making MEB vehicle to grid and vehicle to house workable. I guess we haven't really just got all the connectors and everything. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, um, that whole um, stuff. I did a program probably three years ago now for ITV, and we went and visited a family who had been p- taking part in trials, and they were actually not paying anything for their home energy, for their electricity, because they were doing it all through... Yeah you know, charging the car at night, feeding it back, running it during the day. And they maybe been a couple of hundred pounds over the year, a tiny amount, but it had massively reduced their energy bills. But yeah, it was incredible. But what we seem to have struggled with is getting it from trial stage to that Mm. big rollout. And, you know, I remember back then it was like coming and it was not going to be that far off a couple of years, but that, that was at least three years ago. We're still not there yet. But when that comes, I agree, that will be a game changer. So anything, anything a, else? Oh, Tom, yeah, yes. Just, just on that, there is a video that I did with the Kiri V9 last year about how they're going That's to introduce a vehicle to home um, yeah. and how they reckon that they've got it to be much cheaper on the charger because they use uh, an AC through the, the charger there. So they think it will be, uh, well, 2024, 2025, and you'll be able to have it in the home. I mean, I know it's always coming and it's always coming, but that does seem to work, that it will be the same price as a normal home charger and the Kia EV9 and all future Kia electric cars will have the ability to do that vehicle to home through a charger. That indeed will be game-changing. Anything else in your post bag, Postman Mike? There's so much, Jenny, but we're already over time, um, and I'll save it up for the next uh, one. There's loads of stuff, but yeah, there is really, really good stuff. But uh, thank you so much for commenting. If you have, um, please carry on doing so. Um, we try and get through as many as we can. We really love it. So thank you. Yeah, and um, and we're going to have to recall it the uh, ki- uh, rechristen our podcast, aren't we? The kilowatt half hour and a bit. Yeah, because <laughs> we're always <laughs> running over. <laughs> Nicola, <laughs> Nicola, I will leave it to you to sign us off for the year. thank you very much from all of us here at electrifying for joining us this year it's been incredible thank you for supporting the podcast thank you for commenting and thank you for being amazing we wish you all a very very merry christmas eat all the things drink all the things don't forget to loan out your plug sockets for anyone that comes to visit with an electric car and have a wonderful time and we will see you in 2024 Bye. Bye. Bye.